Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Happy Hump Day, D-Aliens. This is EJ Stewart, and you're listening to the best of the DA show coming at you right now. Happy Wednesday, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome to this rain-delayed solar sports keg stand live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Heard in affiliates nationwide and north of the border on the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, and Sirius XM Sports Channel 158 from Anchorage to Atlanta, Portland to Panama City, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. No, this is not an unscheduled late summer Wednesday. It's just me, Andrew Bogish, for a few minutes on this Wednesday morning. We have had uh, some heavy rains near our studios, especially to the west of us, which has lengthened D.A.'s drive into work this morning. So he is in the general vicinity as we speak, but... Uh, if we're going to timestamp them, not here at 6 a.m. for the start of the show. So we're just going to fill a little bit of time before D.A. gets here and things go back to normal. So you've got me for now. We've also spun the wheel of fill-ins in the other room. Out goes Pat Boyle. Out goes Kevin Wall. In comes E.J. Stewart. In comes Ryan Botcher. All for you today, and I believe tomorrow as well. They're going to tag team that side of things here on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. As always, it is a busy, busy show. Are the Bears ruining Justin Fields? We will wonder that this morning as well. Are NFL owners worse than we thought? A new lawsuit shedding some possible light on some terrible things that may or may not have been said by at least two NFL owners. How much trouble are the Florida Gators in? That's on the show this morning. Also on the show is Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst and author. DA gets to tell you once again how all games should be played on grass, not artificial turf. There is also a very significant and just purely amazing Mothership at the Movies callback that more than one of you D-Aliens has alerted us to. Uh, we will address it this morning. I can't believe this is a thing. I can't believe we didn't know this is a thing until the last like 36 or 48 hours. You'll know what that thing is coming up this morning as well. It's a Wednesday, so of course you get a champ and you get a chump as well. But again, DA will be here shortly. He is stuck in a quagmire in northern New Jersey. Overnight rains, flooding, bad roads, diversions. So he's had himself a morning. Me, on the other hand, I slept well last night, got to bed early. There was no NFL game to stay up for. Slept all the way through. Closed my eyes at 9-something. Eyes opened. My alarm at 3.15. That's a rarity. Me getting old, there's bathroom trips now in the middle of the night, there's just tossing and turning, there's other noises waking me up, but no, I got six uninterrupted hours of sleep, which is a good start for me. I got to the train before all this rain started, 
didn't get wet. Just a drizzle on my walk from the subway to the building. So I was feeling good. I liked my Wednesday so far. Then I get the DA text. Ryan Botcher in a very well-chosen, once-again t-shirt, Greta Van Vliet. Uh, how's your Wednesday so far? Uh, two hours of sleep. I was at the concert last night. So You were at the VMAs. Yeah. Of course not, you were. Not the VMAs. Oh, she was, that was a different thing? Yeah. Oh. Greta Van Fleet played last night. Not a, not connected to the VMAs. Not connected. Because I saw, like, in my timeline, I thought I saw VMA, VMA, a Greta Van Fleet, like this, uh, like a shot of the, the stage before they started. I thought that was connected because I'm a, see, I don't know anything. Both in New York. That's mm-hmm. odd that you'd have a, a concert on the same night as the VMAs. I thought it was one of those kind of, like, satellite performances. Mm-hmm. But no, huh? They're too big for the VMAs. So you were at that show by yourself or by that show by itself. Not you were not alone. That show was its own thing. Got your new T-shirt. You're a little tired, but so far so good for your Wednesday. Yeah, EJ, how's your Wednesday going? Awful. Oh, really? Awful. <laughs> Awful start to the day. The usual start, which begins with you know a late wake up at four or something, Ugh. dog going insane, crazy because she refused to let me leave. But I thought that'd be just the normal Wednesday. Maybe okay, a rough wake up. But besides that, I'll be good. Um, it wasn't until I got out of my Uber and walked into the studio that I realized I don't have my keys. <laughs> oh, your house keys. <laughs> my house keys, mm. uh, my other house keys for my parents' house, uh, the fob that gets me into my apartment building, all those things all on one keychain, it is all gone. Mm. All gone. Right now it's in Newark, New Jersey by my best account, but I'm still not 100% sure about that. So the the negative has turned positive because you did call the car that brought you here. Yes. And he had already located your keys in his back seat. Yeah, well, first he was skeptical. He was like, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean? You don't, it's there. It's definitely there. <laughs> like, as someone who has worn these pants, and look, I love Express. I wore an Express suit yesterday to a funeral, so I wear almost Express exclusively. That's normal clothes or whatever. Okay. These Express pants, comfortable, pockets, Horrendous. <laughs> and things fall out all the time. And this was a, a morning. It's rainy. It's cold. Not cold so much, but it's rainy. It's kind of a dreary morning. I'm kind of sleepy in the back of the car. And normally I little have a little more awareness of the key situation in my pocket. This is the one day I didn't. And it's the one day my keys are now uh, in the garden state. They're taking somebody else to the airport. Yes. And then theoretically being brought back here. Yes, that is the plan. I don't know how this will be executed or if it will be executed. So my follow-up question would be, you got you to tip this guy again, right? So there's, gotta... a, there's a fee that I didn't notice about Uber. So if you lose something in an Uber, there's mm-hmm. a fee, $20, to get it back. Okay. So I, I, I guess I don't know if this $20 goes right to this guy. I, I assume. I mean... I have $5 in my pocket. Like, he may just get that. And then right. I hope that, that some of this fee goes to him. But there is a fee for whenever you, apparently you lose items and get returned. <laughs> You'd think that it would almost all go to him. But right. there's no way Uber's not skimming a good <laughs> chunk of that 20 even though they're doing no actual work. And he's the one losing the money. Right. He's the one saying, okay, I'm going to not go pick up more people. I'm going to go to this bozo's job and right. give him his keys back. So my, I mean, my thought is you, you have to give him something more. You have, to give, you have to physically give him something right now on the handoff. But five might be enough. Maybe it's not because we don't know what the breakdown of this $20 now, charge is. I do, he did give me his personal phone number. So I, my plan. The Venmo? Is the Venmo deal. Yeah. Do a Venmo, uh, find a way to pay him back that way. Give him a nice $25, $30 and say, hey, 
thank you for this. I know this was a lot, and I'm sorry for being a sleepy jackass who <laughs> couldn't realize that his keys <laughs> fell out of his pocket. All right, well, let me make you feel better. As we wait for DM, we don't want to steal a cold, open thunder from him. Um, he, Oh, he just walked in, huh? All right, so I was going to go to the to sound check, but if he's here, let's just take a break. He can come in here. He can do the cold open. It's about the Jets quarterback situation. And I think he's going to tell me that they need to get somebody else to play quarterback. I'm going to tell you that Zach Wilson's good enough. I don't, I don't need to hear about Cole McCoy. I'm mean, Pat Boyle yesterday is posting about Cole McCoy. Here are the last three full NFL games that he played. And he never threw for more than 250 yards. He had one touchdown in three games. Zach Wilson can do better than that. I understand that Zach Wilson makes you nervous. I get it. I've seen it. But... I'm still signing up for the slimmest possibilities of Zach Wilson return, like, or I, returning, not the right word, getting to something close to a first-round pick quality quarterback. The ceiling is higher. The possibility of a higher ceiling exists for Zach Wilson. You know what Colt McCoy is. Nick Foles hasn't played in how long. Matt Ryan's cooked. You can't trade for Matthew Stafford. You can't trade for Kirk Cousins. There's nobody else out there who makes any sense who's a real, true, no-doubt-about-it upgrade, why not see if Zach Wilson actually has got something in there? Figure it out. Get him to the problem is the timing. I get that. But he was going to play two or three or four weeks anyway as an outsider came in, learned things, got up to speed, got in shape maybe. So use those three or four games that he was going to play anyway to see exactly what he can do. And maybe, maybe, maybe he actually becomes the best option. That, to me, is what the Jets are saying they're going to do, and I think that's what they should do here post-Aaron Rodgers' ruptured Achilles. But the actual cold open and your actual Wednesday show with your actual host, DA, it's all next on CBS Sports Radio. That's exactly right, everybody. Let's try to get back on track here. Thanks so much for being with us on this Wednesday morning. The Da! DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. You can always listen to us in hundreds of affiliates nationwide, as well as Sirius XM Channel 158. And you can listen to us on your phone using the CBS Sports app and the free Odyssey app. Appreciate my man Bogues stepping in here at the top of the show. My drive-in flash flooding combined with interstate construction put everything into a parking lot on the highway And it's one of those rains around here today where it's coming down so fast, so hard, your wipers don't even work fast enough. The highest setting, the fastest setting, your wipers are just going crazy and you can't still see. It was one of those types of rains this morning on the way in. So appreciate these guys here being flexible, starting off the show, and away we go. I wanted to begin this morning talking about the Jets situation. Of course, now that we know officially that Aaron Rodgers is done for the season and truly what their options are, because right now, as it stands, it's Zach Wilson and uh, so if you're the Jets and you've got 16 games to go, it's not like this is a four game slate or a six game slate. You've got a full freaking season to go. You have the benefit of having one week one and it being a division game. But let's face it, the way that the offense performed under Zach Wilson on a Monday night is not going to be good enough for this squad to make the playoffs or have any reasonable chance at having a decent season. So what is the option for the Jets? What should they do 
at the quarterback position. It is where we begin. You're cold open. Protection breaks down and time runs out. Down goes Rodgers in the sack for Leonard Floyd. And now Rodgers sits down. A loss of 10 on the play, and hopefully the Jets are thinking that's the only loss on that play. And he's coming out of the game. I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary under our, our team name. You know, it's uh, I, Aaron is an unbelievable piece to this whole thing, and, and we love him, but uh, I think there's there's 52 other guys in the locker room plus the 16 practice squad guys that uh, that believe that we can do a hell of a lot of good things here. And, uh, you know, we've got championship-caliber defense. We've got great skill guys uh, great skill guys on the, on the offensive side of the ball. Garrett Wilson, wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing! There is no way he amazing. caught that. Amazing! And his first touchdown catch from Zach Wilson. We're going to look at everything. Um, you know, preferably, uh, you know, not preferably, but you're going to look at veterans, you're going to look at young guys, but uh, under no circumstances, any of this a competition, uh, this is Zach's team, and, and we're rolling with Zach. I'd probably try to sign uh, Nick Foles. Um, I know he doesn't fit their offense exactly, but he's a quick study. Um, he has hit the ground running in some difficult situations and he's played championship football uh, not very long ago. Now, there's no solution. They don't have great quarterbacks on the street right now. Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, whatever. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. So you heard there Bucket Aikman on ESPN for Monday Night Football, Robert Sala. And then Peter King, longtime NFL writer, senior writer for NBC Sports, who joined us yesterday on the show. And I had asked Peter what he thought the solution should be, and he brought up Nick Foles. I am not of the opinion that Foles should be under center for this Jets team. To me, it's just kind of a prayer. It would be a miracle if you brought in Nick Foles. He learned the offense overnight and did anything of note. I've seen too much bad football from Nick Foles, too many bad decisions, and too clunky in terms of all the offenses that he's run essentially since that grand Super Bowl run in 2017. You have to start Zach Wilson next week and moving forward because two things number one he's in the offense he's had a full offseason he's with nathaniel hackett he's worked with garrett wilson he has all of the familiarities that you need for a quarterback to have a bit of an advantage within the system for the season in the middle of the season plus the second part of that is if you can figure out zach wilson because of the experience he'll get this year you might have your quarterback of the future post Rodgers. Seems unlikely. The timeline doesn't really line up if you're getting two or three years out of Rodgers. But either way, you did invest a high first-round pick in him. He has started games of the NFL before. He does know your guys. It's got to be Zach Wilson at the moment. But you cannot go into battle with Zach Wilson and still have aspirations of making the playoffs, perhaps going 9-8 and eight this season, I would say is the ceiling, 
slipping into the playoffs, then hoping that, you know, you win a game because your defense is that great. You can't do that with only Zach. And so you have to have a reasonable veteran to back him up to be break glass in case of emergency. If Wilson's trash, which he very well may be, or if he gets injured, what have you. Two names that I look at. Colt McCoy, who should be a starting quarterback in the NFL. The Cardinals should have started him, except they're trying to lose. You've got Colt McCoy at 37 years old and Matt Ryan. I know he's in the broadcast booth. I know he called a game in week one. He called that Vikings loss to the Buccaneers. But guess what? He's only a year older than Colt McCoy. And I know that Matt Ryan hates the way his career, quote-unquote, ended last year in Indianapolis. Indy's a dysfunctional mess. Nothing has worked at the quarterback position over the last five years since Luck retired. It was a Jim Ursay debacle, and I think he really is annoyed and bothered that that was the end. I don't know if he's kept himself in shape. I know he's calling games, but I know that the fire... Of, of Matt Ryan, who, let's face it, when he was good, he was great. And it wasn't like at the end of his career, the reason that he had to retire was that he was trash. He was in two trash situations at the end of his career, Atlanta and then Indianapolis. I'd make that call. I'd make the call to McCoy. I'd make the call to Matt Ryan. And either one of those guys could be my veteran backup at the moment for Zach Wilson until they are ready. And... Hey, if Zach's good, then so be it. Fine. But if you need a guy, you're going to want a guy that you can turn to that you feel like if we turn to him, he can take the reins the rest of the year. And I think both McCoy and Ryan make sense in that regard. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. That's a good, that's that's very good, Damon. Now, you guys just tuning in now are getting a real treat. A back-to-back and a belly-to-belly. Because we have had the cold open here. And then we're also going to roll right into what we originally had on the schedule. I was telling you the other day that, boy, down the hallway, what Mraz is dealing with these days, it's intense. New Yorkers are intense. New York sports radio is intense. And after the Giants got housed by the Cowboys on Sunday night, 40 to nothing. Emotions, intensity, anger, building. And we heard Mraz fighting with a Cowboy fan yesterday. On this show, we played that clip. Well, let me tell you, you thought things were intense after the Giants loss. After Rodgers goes down, it got ratcheted up to a 1,000. It's time for your best audio of the day. Sound check. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Jets fans don't know how to feel. Because the season's lost. You're not going to win a Super Bowl no matter what happens at the quarterback position this year. So all of that is gone in the blink of an eye. And yet, you won the football game. You're 1-0. You're 1-0 in the division. And 
you've got to somehow negotiate 16 more games. When your season is over in the first quarter of week number one and you still got to get to January, you don't know how to feel. Our friend Brandon Tierney, BT, who handled Tiki and Tierney alongside Tiki Barber for years here on CBS Sports Radio, is now down the hallway as well alongside Mraz. He precedes the show Mraz is on in middays. And BT's a big Jets fan. And you want to get fired up? You want to be embarrassed about ever doubting the Jets? Do you want to feel humiliated if you feel a tinge of sadness? Well, BT is there to pump you up. And four plays in, he's done. He's done! Do not tell me today that the season is over. Get up! Stop walking around work like a loser! Get your act together! We're playing until January! There is no way that I'm tapping out now! No chance! If you didn't kill us last night, we are unkillable! I have Zats back. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I am saying playoffs with Zach. Yes. Yes. I need BT in my life to motivate me. I need BT in my life to properly set me on course. I need BT in my life to get me at the gym. To have me drop that bag of Doritos. To put down the sixth beer. I need Brandon Tierney. Life coach. If you didn't kill us last night, we are unkillable. God, I love that. I love everything about that. And you just have to worry. If you're a Jets fan and you dare walked into the building yesterday, hang, head hanging low, the beat was going to take you, pick you up by your earlobes, scream in your face, smash you up against a glass door, drop you down and leave you for dead and stomp over your cold, dead body into the studio. I've got a show to host. Nerd. (laughs) Get your act together. We are unkillable. (laughs) Who thought the Jets with Zach Wilson were unkillable? And the fact is, they are. You had your chance to get us. (laughs) And you missed. And now we won't be stopped. I saw that. I said, by God, here we are over here. Taste testing potato chips. (laughs) (laughs) Arc manning. (laughs) Talking about the new tech trends in the fall with Katie Linendahl. (laughs) What AI fake food recipes I can create for cyborg Mraz. I mean, we are over here. We are over here sucking our thumb, licking lollipops. It is sports. Boy, this whole Get up. kind of fun, isn't it? Who wants to taste really hot salsa today? <laughs> Which boots should Jacob Wilkins wear on his next date in Binghamton? Here's Lisa Ramos. We're toasting the good stuff around here. What's making you feel good? Have a booski.
down the hall, we are unkillable. <laughs> hoodie on, by the way, with the hood Stop up. walking around work like a loser. <laughs> Joe Klecko Hall of Fame hoodie, hood up, staring at the camera like he's training Rocky for, to fight some new Russian guy and you know, Rocky Seven. I was so inspired. I saw this. I was like, I just need BT screaming at me to just get my life in order. Just the the lawn would always be mowed. I would always be like properly prepared for the show. I would always have dinner ready for my wife. Like I would just be so so much better for it. Can we play the entire BT clip again? This is so inspirational, so intense. I love every last second of this. And four plays in, he's done. He's done. Do not tell me today that the season is over. Get up. Stop walking around work like a loser. Get your act together. We're playing until January. There is no way. Then I'm tapping out now. No chance. If you didn't kill us last night, we are unkillable. I have Zach's back. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I am saying playoffs with Zach. Next on the DA show, Mothership of the Movies, Air Bud is what we'll be broadcasting and breaking down. We're actually doing that today, basically. Not Air Bud, but Mothership at the Movies. <laughs> it makes me feel so inadequate as a sports talk host. I just cannot conjure that type of intensity or focus about anything in my life. It should, it should make Jonathan Gannon feel unworthy. I mean, I mean, right, think about it. Right. He should be the coach of the Cardinals. That's right. Somebody give BT the Cardinals coaching job. They would have won Sunday in Washington. No Josh Dobbs ain't fun twice in the fourth quarter. He's got to go back to BT on the sideline. Oh if, if you are Josh Dobbs and you just threw a terrible pick and BT says, if they didn't kill us yet, Dobbs, you are unkillable. Get your act together, Dobbs. <laughs> that also made me wonder, Pete's been off for paternity, but Pete's a Jets fan. If Pete came in wallowing yesterday after the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers, would do you think that BT would have breathed fire in his face of, get up, you loser, stop stop walking around with your head down? I don't know. I saw BT before and during his show yesterday, and he, I thought he was a little heartbroken. So I don't know where this yelling, hooded yelling came from. But, yeah, I think if Pete was in the corner crying into his Vegas Verde jersey, BT would have walked by and, like, smacked him in the chin, like, head up, young man. We're playing till January. And I don't just mean the actual scheduled game on January 7th against the Patriots. We're going to the playoffs. Oh, man. I just, I'm like, what are we doing wrong over here? At the, wrong is not the right word. The network. Some would argue better. But certainly differently. I mean, Maggie Perloff did a full month of brackets of debates. Like, <laughs> what better? jar of this should we eat today? What's better, peanut butter or jelly? That was a week. That was a week. <laughs> I think it was two. Because one week was peanut butter. The next week was jelly. And then the third week was grape or strawberry jelly. <laughs> and that's 10 feet away down there. It's like 
flames are coming up from the floor. There's bats and skulls right. behind them, and it's just raging, <laughs> raging. Teams, agents, network execs, you can't say that. That's a lie. Who are you guys? Get them off the air. Over here, it's just... It's just nothing. It's, it's just so unicorns and rainbows and stars and food and great. salsa. It's amazing. And salsa. <laughs> and, and peeps with Chuck and Ross. <laughs> yeah. so, coming up, I'll dress up as a fake wizard and make picks for this football <laughs> weekend. <laughs> to get you ready for Texas and Alabama, we're going to catch hams out of Ross Tucker's <laughs> ball cannon. <laughs> And also today is day three of Would You Eat Pulled Pork and Peach Pie Together. <laughs> That's coming up at 820 Eastern. <laughs> Down there, Mraz is like at war with Cowboys fans. BT saying we're unkillable. Everybody is just on red alert. It's just amazing how different it is. Coming up at 9.20 this morning, we'll do Jalen's Waddle. We'll just do this for 20 minutes. We'll just grade each other out. Down there, we are unkillable. No, yeah, no Dolphins Chargers breakdown. We're just going to waddle. If you want to yell about a Charger loss again, this ain't your place. Down the hallway. Where will we behead Zach Wilson if he throws a second INT? <laughs> what town on Long Island will the beheading happen? <laughs> Send your applications in now. <laughs> Hotline is open. Who's willing to kidnap Zach Wilson, put him in a bag, and punch him until he's bleeding? <laughs> Who's willing to put a steak knife through their wrist for every loss the Jets suffer in September? <laughs> there is no way that I'm tapping out! No way. No way. Meantime, I'm like, uh, I've tapped out already. <laughs> was I even in? I don't even think Had I was Had I tapped in. in is the question. <laughs> <laughs> what constitutes tapping in? Is it signing up for YouTube TV? Because I haven't done that yet. <laughs> Next up on Soundcheck, here's Baker Mayfield. You could hear mic'd up via NFL Films trash-talking the Vikings after a stiff arm. Mayfield pulls it back. He's going to run it himself, trying to stiff arm Murphy and gets a couple of extra yards. <laughs> Wait up, little boy! That's the Baker Mayfield we know. Wait up! This guy's trying to earn a spot to stick in an organization for a long time. Fourth quarter with a chance to win this game. Go give it all you have. Go for it. The broadcasters you hear, Andrew Catalan and Matt Ryan, future Jets quarterback on CBS. Baker getting fired up. And amazingly, the Buccaneers won week one on the road in Minnesota. A dreadful loss of the Vikings. Remember, they had all of their 70s Super Bowl teams. The old guys, the purple people leaders. They were in the building honoring Bud Grant. The fact that they had to watch the Buccaneers come into their building and win. Those Vikings players must have been like, you got to be kidding me.
And finally, this is a big this is a big piece of news as we try to match the intensity down the hall. The Bowie Bay Sox and the Harrisburg Senators minor league baseball game was delayed due to a skunk. Oh, I th- we, oh have, we have a skunk. We, this is our second skunk delay we have a, of the uh, year. You know, this happened the last time Bowie was in town. Was it Bowie? It, it was indeed the last time the Bay Sox were in town, and the skunk has made his way onto the infield. He's scurrying towards second base as some members of the grounds crew are out. The crowd is cheering as if T-shirts are being tossed in the stands. And the Bowie infielders are all uh, understandably making their way away. Some brave souls are walking that skunk across the infield. Can you believe it? It's our second official skunk delay of the season. Well, there are a lot of skunks on this island. I'm really surprised it's only happened a couple times. That skunk must not feel too. Uh, that skunk must not feel too worried. Oh, he's clapping at the skunk to try to get it to go away, and uh, now it's running towards section 102. Some folks are leaning over. Don't get too close. Don't want to sting. So now I presume that they're going to try to get this thing to go the whole way around. Last time it vacated. Oh, he lifted his tail. Oh my goodness gracious. Get away. The Harrisburg Senators Radio Network is my type of guy. Though Those guys fit in well here on the DA show. So they've had a second skunk delay this season, and both happened against the Bowie Bay Sox. That's interesting. And did they say that the skunk came out as the T-shirts were being tossed? No, he said the crowd was cheering as if they were throwing out T-shirts. I thought the skunk might have been like a Peter Schwartz skunk looking for a free T-shirt toss. He's just a Bay Sox fan, apparently. Stays away when other teams are in town, but they show up and here he is. Now, wasn't there a um, Harrisburg-Zanaboni connection? Maybe one of his play-by-play calls was against Harrisburg. Oh, maybe. Okay. But he was... Fredericksburg. The Fred Nats. Fred Nats Radio Network. And 2-2. Fred Nats Radio Network. I mean, nothing says minor league baseball like a second skunk delay. (laughs) Imagine having been at both skunk delays. That's like catching two no-hitters. That's And do you get your beanie baby? (laughs) I don't know. There should definitely be some type of memorial walk outside of the Harrisburg Stadium where you get your name engraved Ah. in a stone if you were part of both skunk delays. The skunk signed my scorecard (laughs) from this game? Now, are you with me? I'd rather have to deal with an animal that could, like, scratch me or bite me before the skunk. I don't want the skunk smell. I'd rather have the danger of, like, a claw or a tooth more so than the smell. It's hard to say because if you ever get close to a raccoon, I mean, a raccoon can do some damage. They can bite or claw you. Yeah, and rabies is a real thing, so I get that too. But I once had somebody on my school bus who got sprayed by a skunk, and she came in the next day on the bus, and it was wretched. I mean, that 20-minute school bus ride to school was like, whoa, and everybody's windows were down and we were all kind of like dry heaving. And she had said that a skunk had sprayed like her back porch or the something like her screen door window or something. 
And so the whole family in the house stunk. And from then on, she was nicknamed Skunky. Of course. For the rest of her days. So to your point, you can survive a raccoon scratch or a squirrel bite or something. But if you smell like skunk, then you're skunky for the rest of your life. Yeah, I have a fear of skunks that's probably much greater than like bears and other well, crazy wow. forest animals. I was thinking more like squirrel. Because of the smell, EJ? Because of the smell. I mean, think about that. I mean, to me, getting skunked is almost like getting beat up at a stadium <laughs> and, you know, with, with, the, with the fans and everybody taking the video. Like, you, don't, nobody forgets it. Anybody in your orbit remembers, oh, remember, that's the person that got skunked. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, they sprayed milk. They poured milk over their head for eight hours and the smell is still there. Oh, I, I would never want to be that person. I feel like with a bear, bears normally actually don't attack. They're actually usually pretty calm. So if they're around, I'd be like, all right, just keep your distance. We'll be fine. A skunk is around. And I was in Martha's Vineyard last year or two years ago. There are skunks everywhere. It was terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Because I kept thinking, I'm going to be skunked. And then I'm going to be at the beach. And everybody's going to look at me like, oh, who's that guy with the smell? It's going to be EJ who ran into a rancid skunk. I don't know. I'd still probably Ducky, no smoke. take the skunk <laughs> over a bear attack, but otherwise, you know, squ- oh, skunk for a squirrel. Let's go. Let's go, squirrel. Down the hallway today is <laughs> meltdown city. Here <laughs> we're debating the merits of skunk versus bear. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This owner's story is, is a big one. It's a big one because if it's true then it really does paint a picture of of the problems in terms of racial equality that the NFL kind of can't seem to get past. You know, I I think there are good people in the NFL that want to do well, that want to do good things. I think there's owners, there are general managers, there are power brokers that that do seek equality and do seek diversity for the right reasons and you know, want to give people opportunities. I just think that they keep slamming their head against a certain ceiling of not having complete buy-in from everybody around the league. And so things like the Rooney rule 
keep seeming a little bit hollow. And this lawsuit, okay, has been filed by longtime NFL reporter Jim Trotter. Now, let's start with the pretext of Jim Trotter. Jim has worked at Sports Illustrated. Jim has been a guest on this show before. Jim has worked for NFL Network, NFL Media. Jim has some pretty good bona fides. He's, you know, he's been around the league for a long time and has been a pretty well-respected guy. Not a hot take artist, not a guy that was always looking for attention. Jim Trotter was an information dude. He was an information guy. He was a pro's pro. And I always thought, this is just my read, when we had Jim Trotter on, I was like, this spot's going to be really good at information, but it might not be that entertaining. You know, there are guys that I know we could book and they're going to say something kind of crazy. They'll be funny. They'll be, they're going to have a few zingers. They're, they're going to declare some team dead. Some coach should be fired. And Jim was not that way. I knew when we had Jim on, heavy information, maybe not that entertaining, but sometimes you need those guys to mix it up and to be just a inf solid information guy. And Trotter was always really reputable in, in this space. Now, he works for the NFL Network, works for NFL Media. So guess what? You're working for the league. And my guess is you have access to things that you did not have when you're working for SI or other outlets outside of the league. Trotter would be the one traditionally, annually at the Super Bowl when Goodell did his State of the League address to be asking difficult questions and to make Goodell squirm a little bit. And this was interesting because Trotter worked for the league's arm, the media arm. Ultimately, Trotter was let go amongst a, a round of, of firings and contracts not being renewed. It wasn't just Trotter. There were other people. You might watch the NFL Network this year and see there's new faces or fewer faces and people that you remember not there anymore. There was, you know, a, a cut downs that the NFL Network did, and he was part of it. He has filed a lawsuit, discrimination lawsuit, against the entire NFL. And the two big stories he has in it are, are bullet points are that back in 2020, he alleges that Terry Pagula, the owner of the Buffalo Bills, was upset or agitated by the social justice matters and the Black Lives Matters around that summer and said if black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is there. That was what Terry Pagula allegedly told another person who then told it to Jim Trotter. And there's another anecdote that Trotter brings up that Trotter says Jerry Jones made a comment to one of his fellow executives, Will McClay, and Will McClay is also an African-American, when McClay asked why teams have so few black decision-makers and Jerry Jones said, if blacks feel some kind of way about it, they should go buy their own team and hire who they want to hire. Now, both these parties say that never happened. Pagula says there's no, no space for discrimination or racism in the NFL. Of course, Jerry Jones is going to say the same thing. So we'll see how this fleshes out with the lawsuit. But there's a couple of things here that strike me as credible about this. 
number one, that this is not a writer that's been on the outside of the NFL. This is a writer that's been on the inside of the NFL. Now, Trotter was let go, and you might say maybe he's got a, a, you know, a dog in this fight. Maybe he's he's PO'd about being let go, and this is him coming back for a pound of flesh. Maybe. I'm not going to dismiss that. But, again, this is a guy that's been on the inside of the league. The reporters and the employees for the NFL Network ultimately work for the league. The league tells you whether you're doing a good job or not. They renew your contract. You are beholden to the 32 owners and Roger Goodell, the league executives. So he's been on the inside. That gives me some credibility when he's alleging the things that happened. I don't love the fact that these things weren't told to Jim directly. I don't love the fact that he's saying these were said to other people. But again... I think all of us would agree, you know, if you are part of a a family and dad says something to your brother or dad says something to your mom and they tell you this is what dad said, I'm going to trust you about it before I'm going to trust your neighbor or trust somebody that doesn't live in the house. So Trotter's lived in the house for a while. The second thing is I just, I look at this fact. NFL teams don't go up for sale very often. But when they do, they're always bought by white people. Okay, So when Jerry Jones says if blacks feel some type of way, they should buy their own team, I'm just looking at some recent sales, and recent sales being 15 years or so. The Dolphins were bought by Stephen Ross. The Bills were bought by Terry Pagula and Kim Pagula. The Panthers were bought by David Tepper. The Commanders were bought by Josh Harris. And the Broncos were bought by the Walmart family. Now, we do have the cons in Jacksonville, but by and large, when a team has been bought by in the NFL, it has not been by a minority owner or a black owner. And I think it's easy to say these things, but what's, what's happening there? Well, all the owners have to, have to vet and vote on the on the purchaser, on the new buyer. Now, this is not like you anybody walks into Walmart and buys a TV. That's not how buying an NFL team works. You're vetted by the league. There's a whole bunch of people that are interested, and then they keep vetting, keep vetting, keep vetting, keep vetting until you get to a handful, and then they kind of pick who they want to own the NFL, or own the team of the NFL. And they pick, I'm sure, based on who they view as an ally, who they view as safe for their investments, who they view as somebody who's going to add value to the league and to those organizations, and they are not voting based on some stuff that they're uncomfortable with. That's not how they're going to vote. And I don't say this because I believe that 32 owners sit back and they all hate black people. I don't believe that. I don't believe that they're all racist saying, oh, we could never allow that. I'm saying... There's a power structure in place where Jerry Jones can say this kind of flippantly. Well, if you don't like it, buy your own team. But I don't know if there really is a reality where there's a black owner that buys a team and then says, okay, well, now we're going to have a black GM and a black president and a black director of football operations. Is that really a reality in the NFL? Because they've had six or seven teams bought, sold in the last seven years. And that has last 10 to 15 years that hasn't happened. So I I flesh all of this out because 
I think in the NFL, like a lot of places, the people that have the power at the top are going to protect it at all costs. And this happens in every corporation. It doesn't even have to be based on race. It doesn't have to be based on gender. It just has to be based on the decisions makers at the top of your corporation, my corporation, this corporation, tend to go like, let's make all the moves where I still get to go home to my house and have my cars and I know what 2024 and 2025 and 2026 looks like. Life is good. I'm not messing that up. And I think it's easy for NFL owners to perhaps say these things flippantly, like if you don't like it here, go somewhere else, but not really take great pains to try to solve what people's subordinates in this case really feel. And I'm going to turn this away from race and just do this about corporate America. I don't know many places where the CEO or the shareholders or whatever really do care about the employees. I mean, I think that like by and large, people care about people in this grand sense. You know, you you don't want to see poverty. You don't want to see uh, tragedy. You don't want to see suffering. But at the end of the day, do you really believe your CEO of your company, the owner of your company, cares if you're happy every day, cares if you can make your payments every month, cares about your mental health? And the answer is kind of no. It can't. I mean, for almost everybody, the answer is kind of no. You're, you're kind of in it by yourself in a lot of ways, and you hope that you work with good people. You hope that your management is good, your direct management, your boss is good, the people that make your schedule or whatever. But like the people at the top, top, do they really care? And the NFL is interesting because the employees are the famous people. So when the famous people are upset, or are agitated, or are complaining, or like, hey, we can do better, that's notable. But it's kind of this way in every company. And that's why this lawsuit, I feel, has teeth, and I feel has credibility, because the evidence is, you know, the league has done some good stuff, but not a lot of good stuff. <laughs> and, you know, there's certainly a ways to go. And quotes like these, I don't know if Pagula and Jones specifically would say them, but if I heard them in a league office from an owner, that would not be the most shocking thing that I could hear. I mean, really? That... If Jerry Jones said, if blacks are so upset, they should go buy their own team, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of what I would expect walking by Jerry Jones' office in the summer 2020, you know? I think there's a way to say, hey, you the, the intention isn't to to do a certain thing, but the structure is built as thus. And so it happens. EJ, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. What What's your, what's your vibe on this? It's so tough. I mean, for me, I think 
it's tough for me to to kind of remove not remove race but like to kind of like distance race from this conversation in regarding you know the intentions of what's happening only because it is Jerry Jones and Pagula who are inserting race in it allegedly allegedly of course yes that it is if, if you're saying you know you know go back to Africa and see what the conditions are there that is now inserting race into it when Jerry Jones says well the the, the, the black people are upset well they should then go buy their own teams that is inserting race into it and I think that is where for me as an NFL fan is difficult because we see these issues with coaching hires other diversity issues sensitivity towards racial injustice and you say well we're trying our best to address these things it's hard to then hear that and then also hear jerry jones alleged saying well black people don't matter they just buy their own team it's so flippant it's so dismissive because as you mentioned there are so many factors that go into why we don't have black owners and part of that is because of the owners that are currently in place and then when you have Pagula saying, we'll go back to Africa, so how, how can I, as a fan, really believe your word that these issues regarding head coaching hires, front office hires, these issues regarding racial injustice that matter to these players, which is why these players were nailed, which is why these players wanted to bring racial injustice to the forefront? It's hard for me to say that you're taking that seriously. You're going to put in racism on your end zones, but then have this stuff allegedly being said or have Jim Trotter have these interviews or have these press conferences with Roger Goodell. And then months later, he's now not allowed in the NFL. He's not, a, he's not allowed to be a part. He's not one of them. It, it sends a very, very dark message. And I, I, you know, I hope the allegations aren't true just because they're very sad if they are, but it just, the, 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 the problem the league has faced, it, it leaves me doubt. And, and it leaves me feeling like, this is kind of how it's been like what 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 more would I really expect but it's still disheartening because you're you love I love football I know a lot of other obviously black people love football of course and it it puts you in kind of like a weird middle game where you don't know really kind of how to take all this yeah that's a good way to put it it's we live in a day and age where you're supposed to be really hot on one side or the other and I think that the tough part about racism diversity, intent is that there's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of vagary. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that you have to kind of like navigate. And in this case, the tough part would be if the end racism slogans of the NFL or things of that nature are just the slogan to make people go away about it. Instead of the intent of, hey, we we could be better, so how do we get better? If we can be better, let's listen on being better. And there's a whole space for that. And and if and if Terry Pagula said this in 2020 in the heat of all that, it's really offensive. But if today he said, you know what, I look back and whether he said that or not, I realize we there is so much more I can do. There's so much more we can do. There's so much more the league can do. That's better than just putting end racism in the end zone and nobody ever really identifying, like, how do you really do that? How do you identify the issues and try to self-correct them? In, in some ways, even the slogan end racism is very 
distant because it doesn't suggest any action that the NFL is willing to take to do. It's just a blatant statement. Hey, end this thing. Let's just like you wanted to end the protest and the racism too. Like we like, let's just be done with this so we can just move on to these guys playing this game that we all love. And even the statement itself is distant. So then we hear the statements from a Jerry Jones, a Pagula, even take the racism out of it, especially with Pagula. Those statements are distant. It's not, it's just you, you figure it out. You do the work. You go to Africa or you get $5 billion <laughs> and you find a way yeah, right. to figure out this whole issue we're dealing with with diversity and then come back to us and then we'll discuss. You're right. Yeah. Until then, leave us alone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It would be like Arthur Blank, you know, there's a bunch of warehouse workers at a Home Depot in Des Moines. And he's like, you guys are unhappy? Well, build your own Home Depot. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard. Yeah. it's That's not that easy, Arthur. Now, Arthur is actually seemingly one of the, the guys that's been pretty good on these things. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, we still... It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. As DA well knows from this morning, it is usually Mother Nature that creates floods and hazardous conditions with all of her rain. But sometimes it is human and or machine error. A small Portuguese town was overwhelmed, not by rain, but by red wine over the weekend after two tanks burst at a local distillery. This is what it sounded like, courtesy of one viral video. Again, that is red wine cascading down a hilly, turning street. The wine making a right turn at one point. Now, the distillery says it will pay for all of the damage, which seems somewhat limited right now. But there is concern that the alcohol could affect local farmlands and water sources. Can you drop a glass in there real quick and take a swig, or is it all dirty? I feel like the top level, you can skim the top and get some fresh... Yeah, it's it's hard to conceive of just how much wine this is unless you're looking at the video. 
if you try to drive up this road, you could not do so. No. It is a it's a full flood of red wine coming down the hill at you. I think they estimated five hundred eighty-four thousand gallons, if that does anything for you at home. Now, remember that if you stuck your glass in there, even at the very top, and grabbed a glass of wine, that wine that you're getting at the top might have been at the bottom up the road. Mm. Doesn't just stay in the same. True. Bounced off of a wall, <laughs> bounced off of a building. Yeah, some cow droppings on the Yeah, yeah. But no, at the same, the same time, I would be so inclined to just drop my glass down or my hands and just start drinking it up. It's uh, just... Very bland. <laughs> I need like an inner tube. Drop me on top. It's a little like lazy wine river. This is... This really looks like a Willy Wonka thing. It, it's yes. in some ways a little uncomfortable because it feels like such a waste. You have all of this wine that you would be bottling and selling and drinking. It's just I pouring mean, down the road. This has to be at least tens of hundreds, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars. You've lost. They've, this company has lost. It's because gotta of this. be. This is unless this insane. is like Portuguese wine you sell for like two bucks or two euros <laughs> out there. I don't know. It's the cheap stuff. How about this? Portugal also has the highest wine consumption per capita. Did you ever think that Portugal would drink more wine than anybody else per capita? No, I I can't imagine that France is not the leader in yeah. that category. Spain, Spain, Spain. Have some more wine. Spain, France. Wow. Quick quiz, boys. Holy cow. What language do they speak in Portuguese? Is it Egyptian or Brazilian <laughs> or Spanish? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, oh, man. Don't don't these don't this company have to just kind of be this is the end of them right like you can't be allowed <laughs> to make wine anymore you almost destroyed our city with your wine like I mean especially now this is a city that is the largest capita in terms of wine consumption like we're experts at wine making and wine consumption and you almost destroyed us with our own product <laughs> it sounds out. Like, it is a small town i wonder if like the wine if this is like one of the main like job sources so yeah. it couldn't go away and how does a tank just burst and it's not like a little trickle the whole no I mean, 580,000 gallons of wine sort of pouring out almost immediately. Yeah, that's not It's like the just, Chernobyl of wine. Yeah, that's not like your boiler bursting in your basement. That's like real legit <laughs> oh, explosion. Man. And now these streets are going to be stained red, like forever. Yeah, now. like they're not. Like I don't think you're ever going to have like a true blacktop. Like this is going to, like maybe that can kind of be the charm for this town. It's like, hey, you know, you got the bluegrass, uh, the blue field out in Boise. <laughs> you got, you know, uh, coastal Carolina right. with the teal. Right. Come to our town with the red streets. Right. This town of Portugal now has the Smurf turf of Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> the red stained streets. Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. What's the scariest thing to be in the presence of? Skunk, bear, and angry Jets fan. A skunk, a skunk appearance delayed a Harrisburg Senators minor league baseball game yesterday. 63% of you say a bear. Skunk got 25%, 12% got Angry Jets fan, and DA Show quotes added a D in between the Schwartz family and a free buffet with complimentary bobbleheads. That's a pretty scary situation. Data tells us there are 40 bear attacks on humans worldwide every year. Traditionally, skunks do not move in packs. They like to live alone, but will group up for warmth. 
And Ryan Botcher, an angry Jets fan who has only broke one TV this season so far. Good. That's a good... It's progress. Good rate. One per game per week. Dixie Landan says, Thank God we have a movie from 20 years ago to talk about in this dead time of sports. There's nothing else to talk about this time of year anyway. And on, on Twitter, or I should say on YouTube, a slide of slaw comments, how can you have anything to do with sports if you don't know what the Madden curse is? It's truly mind-boggling. Dude's more concerned about fedoras and khakis than actual sports. So you're telling me that there's a video game where you play football on the video game and it's named after an old coach of some sort? I Just John Madden guy? Well, he's, well, I don't even know what he's ever done. He's got a football game. He's even alive anymore. And then the players on the cover they're not good the next year so it's like some type of like curse ah, I, don't know. I, I don't see it okay let's get to your epic fail of the morning boys and girls Brandon Tierney BT's Jets rant yesterday was a thing of beauty and it got us all fired up even the DA show is not perfect we know shocking Here's the epic feel. Our friend Brandon Tierney, BT, who handled Tiki and Tierney alongside Tiki Barber for years here on CBS Sports Radio, is now down the hallway as well. And BT's a big Jets fan. You want to get fired up? You want to be embarrassed about ever doubting the Jets? Do you want to feel humiliated if you feel a tinge of sadness? Well, BT is there to pump you up. And four plays in, he's done. He's done! Do not tell me today that the season is over. You're right. I was so mad about the game, I punched the cashier. (laughs) I'm in danger. Get up! Stop walking around work like a loser! I found out my favorite porn star is getting married, which kind of put a damper in the goodness that was going on. Get your act together! We're playing until January! Every month means a little something But January is the month that cares There is no way that I'm tapping out now! No chance! And you can bet your bottom dollar that Stone Cold ain't gonna look at the referee and say I quit! I submit! I've had too much! There ain't nobody, there ain't nobody in wrestling who can make me quit. If you didn't kill us last night, we are unkillable. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. Those who attempt to poison and destroy my brother. It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. I have Zach's back. I'm not saying Super Bowl. What's that? But I am saying playoffs. Uh, Playoffs? With Zach. Holy smokes! Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. What a day it's been around here. We've had it all. Ed tweets, and I feel like you guys are being sarcastic about this Madden curse. It's real and has been long well known. When, Gr- when Brady was on the cover last time, they had a whole commercial war about it with him, talking about the TB12 employees with it. 
Hmm. Jeremy tweets or writes in on the Facebook or the uh, the YouTube chat, rather. Yeah, this guy that was the, the cover of the video game, he was Johan Matterhorn. He has a popular mountain goat wrestling video game. Ah, that makes sense. So, so, so wait a second. Let me just get this straight. There's this video game. It's about football. It's got this guy, John Madden, attached to it for some reason. Is he even coaching anymore? And the, the players on the cover... They're, they have some type of failure the next season. Huh, I'm going to have to do some research. We'll dig into this a little bit. Tomorrow is a thirsty Thursday, so we remind you to bring some toasts to the table. And I really like where this AI football food of the week went week one because it inadvertently created a controversy here on the show, and you know how much I love those where I thought I was writing a script for Cap to create for AI Mraz, which was going to be so disgusting it was laughable, which maybe I'm missing the mark on what's funny on this show between the Madden curse and the football food of the week because I thought I created something disgusting, pulled pork on top of peach pie, and both Mraz and Bogues and listeners are like, no, that sounds delicious. So I don't know if I'm supposed to go down the road of actually making a good recipe for AI Mraz or an awful one, but we'll try. Thanks to EJ Stewart, your executive producer today. Ryan Botcher on the Wheels of Steel. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA, and Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Be good and be good to one another. See you tomorrow. The Mothership we Disconnect. We are unkillable! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.